أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمدك اللهم يا من نور قلوبنا بأنوار المحبة العلوية وأكمل لنا ديننا بالولاية المرتضوية وتمن نعمته علينا بالهداية الحيدرية ونصلي ونسلم على الخاتم لما سبق والفاتح لمن خلق والمعلن الحق بالحق والدافع جيشات الأباطيل والدام سولات الأضاليل حبيبك وحبيبنا أبي القاسم محمد وعلى أهل بيت الأطيبين ولا سيما النور على النور في طخياء الديجور والإمام المنصور والسراج المستور مهدي هذه الأمة وخاتم الأئمة إمام زماننا الحجة ابن الحسن العسكري عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم كل وليك الحجة ابن الحسن صلواتك عليه وعلى آبائه في هذه الساعة وفي كل ساعة وليا وحافظا وقائدا وناصرا ودليلا وعينا حتى تسكنه أرضك طوعا وتمتعه فيها طويلا For the hastening of the reappearance of our awaited Savior let's recite three loud salawat upon Muhammad and Ali Muhammad اللهم صل على Respected mu'mineen, mu'minat, brothers and sisters, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Assalamu alaikum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Narrated from the sixth imam about those who gather and mention regards to them the Ahlul Bayt he reminds us that those gatherings he loves then from the third Imam we have whereby he highlights the importance of the love that Mu'mineen have towards the Ahlul Bayt he says, Man ahabbana, whoever loves us, the Ahlul Bayt, then he shall be 
resurrected ma'ana, ma'ana, ma'ana Ahlul Bayt, then he shall be with us, the Ahlul Bayt. They asked ma'akum, they shall be with you in your status, in your position, due to their love towards you. He responds, yes, ma'ana Ahlul Bayt, three times. And you find that the Holy Prophet himself reminds us all the importance of having love towards the Ahlul Bayt, the importance of truly following them. For example, when he would carry Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein, he would state, Man ahabbani wa wa ummahuma wa Whoever loves Rasulullah and loves these two, pointing to Hassan and Hussein, these two Imams, and whoever loves their mother, Sayyidina Sallallahu and whoever loves their father, Amir al Mu'mim, shall be with Rasulullah, with them in their status in Jannah, in paradise. And we mentioned yesterday three qualities needed. Akhlaqi, moral qualities of a true follower of Amir al-Mu'min. And today we'll conclude with these qualities. We mentioned al-mutabadilun fi wilayatina. Those who do everything, spend everything they can in the wilayah of the Ahlul Bayt. Those who visit one another to revive the teachings of the Ahlul Bayt. Those who show love towards one another, Al-Mutahabun fi mawaddatina. Those who show love towards one another for the sake and love of the Ahlul Bayt Continuing with this saying, in order for us to benefit and in order for us not just to benefit but rather to instill these teachings in our lives today. Alladheena in ghadabu lam yudlimu Those who if they ever get angry they're not oppressive in their anger. First of all we need to discuss and highlight regards to the status of anger. Ghadab. There are two forms of anger. Anger, which is the positive state for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is encouraged. And anger, which is not only discouraged, but anger which is detrimental towards one's own behavior, towards one's own personality, towards one's own deeds, which is not only discouraged, but is satanic in that behavior. Hence, regards to this, the Ahl al-Bayt reminds us to be careful of anger, beware of your anger. Do not ever get angry that satanic form of anger. Or they would state, Al-ghadab yufsidu al-iman kal-khal yufsidu al-asad. Anger corrupts one's faith like how vinegar corrupts honey. 
or when the Holy Messenger was giving advice to a specific individual, the Holy Prophet would say, La taghlab. Don't get angry. Control your anger. Or Amir al-Mu'mineen, when he would state al-ghadab, that form of anger, awwaluhu junoon. When someone gets angry, that state is madness. Wa-akhiruhu nadam. And at the end, when he's calmed down and he looks back at his moment of anger, he's full of regrets. Was that really me? Was I really saying those words during my status of anger? Was my bodily actions in that state? It was really ugly of me. Hence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about Ahlul Iman, Ahlul Taqwa. He states, they are those They are those who control their anger. They restrain their anger. What else do they do? And they forgive others. They forgive people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who perform the good deeds. It's narrated that a man from Sham met the Imam, the second Imam, As-Sibt. And when he asked him, who are you? He said, Ana al-Hassan, I am Hassan, Ibn Man, son of Ali, Ibn Man, Ali ibn Abi Talib. That man from Sham started to use every oppressive, every indecent, insulting word, offensive words towards Imam Hassan, towards his father. Imam did not say anything, was calm, restrained himself, did not respond in the same manner of anger. After a while, when he finished, the man from Sham. This is the way Imam responds. He said, It seems you are gharib here in this city, in this town. You've come from far, from a different place. If you're thirsty, come to my house. I'll provide you. I'll quench your thirst. If you're hungry, Come to our house, we'll feed you. If you need anything, any clothing, any material, any money, anything you need, we'll take care of it. That man was embarrassed with his anger and immediately asked Imam al-Mujtaba for forgiveness and said the true akhlaq of Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam I have seen in his grandson and forgive me for my state of anger and for my indecent language. Controlling one's anger, restraining one's anger is a godly act. This state of emotion, we need to be careful. Yes, that's anger for the sake of Allah that anger, for example, in response to corruption, that anger in response to oppressive tyrants, individuals, 
that's anger in response to someone who is oppressive towards my family or indecent in their in their disrespect towards my family with a response of anger for the sake of Allah with a response which is not abusive with a response which is not physically harming them which with a response of disappointment disappointment anger in response to someone openly sinning in front of you and performing haram in front of you yes you show your that you're not content with such a behavior that this is something that you don't agree with but the anger that is mentioned that should be controlled is that anger that people lose themselves uncontrollably and in response one should have hilm and be forbearing at that state cool themselves if they need to perform wudu perform wudu if they're standing to sit down to change their state to move you find Sheikh Ja'far Kashif al-Ghata Sheikh Kashif al-Ghata he was once giving the financial Jews to the Mu'mineen, to the poor, in the masjid. And after he gave all of the expenses to the Mu'mineen, a poor Sayyid entered the masjid and said, Shaykhna, where is my share? Provide me some. Shaykh Jafar looked at him and said, you're late. Everything that I had from this bag, from this sack, I gave out and shared with everyone. That man got angry and spat at the face of the alim of the time, Sheikh Ja'far Kashif on his beard, in front of everyone. How should one respond at that moment? Sheikh Ja'far put his head down and placed his bag in front of everyone. He said, everyone buy this bed of Sheikh Ja'far Kashif al-Ghatar, provide what you can, so that we can give some more to this poor man. And that poor man, and that person there, was mesmerized, and everyone there was mesmerized with the akhlaq and the response of Sheikh Ja'far Kashif al-Ghatar at that moment. At that moment, that decisive moment, instead of responding in the same manner, instead of responding in the same insulting manner, he responds with controlling his anger, responds with akhlaq, with understanding and trying his best to respond to such indecent behavior with decent, respectful behavior, with his akhlaq, he brought that man towards the masjid and brought him towards humility. In Furthermore, he states, If they are content and pleased and gained what they have, they have, alhamdulillah, a financial obligation. They have, alhamdulillah, what they are pleased with, they're not complaining, they're content. Qana'a. Al Qana'atu Kenzun la yaftakar. Qana'a. 
Contentment is a treasure that does not diminish, but at the same moment, they don't perform israf. They're not extravagant. Allah says in the Quran, Inna al-mubaddirin, those who waste and waste, waste, they're as if ikhwan al-shayateen, they're as if the siblings of Satan. But at that moment, they are pleased, they're thankful, they're grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember the importance of giving away generosity. Remember the importance of the charity that they need to give. And always grateful and thankful. Here's where we remember a statement from the Holy Prophet that states, to always be thankful and grateful, انظر إلى من فوقك Someone who's below you. Always when you take lessons, don't always look at others who are well off or well advanced from you. No. Always look at those who are less privileged and say, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah for the state I'm in. Don't keep on looking at others who are well advanced and complain and complain and be ungrateful. Them when they're pleased, they're not extravagant. What else is a quality of a true believer, a true follower, a true Shia of Muhammad and Ali Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam alayhi majma'in? Allahumma Barakatan liman They are a source of blessing and glad tiding towards their neighborhood, towards their neighbors. When one wants to buy a house or move to a residence, one narration states, Sal anil jar dar. Ask about the neighbors in that community before you actually buy that house or want that house that you want to move in. Ask around. It's not just about that specific building that you want to move into. And when you are in a residence, always remember the rights of the neighbor upon you. The rights of the neighbor, the ahadith state that neighbors may have up to three rights. If they're a family member, or if they're arham, and if they're Muslim, from the same faith as you, and they're in your proximity, they have three rights. At the very least, they have one right, and that is that they are in your proximity. And it does not mean your next door neighbor is your only neighbor that you need to take care of their right. No. 40 houses this way, 40 houses that way, 40 houses each way, they're considered your neighbors. Be a source of blessing towards your neighbors. Be a source of joy. Share with one another. Care for one another. Understand one another. Respect each other's rights. Respect each other's... Secrecy. And also... Ensure that you don't be a source of discontent. Disturbance towards the neighbors. And here's also we remind one another of the community center that we're in, that we respect the rights of the neighbors here, the community here, 
show that true Islamic understanding of how one should be towards their, towards their neighbors. Said Jawadi, said Jawad Amri was once having lunch and there was a message by the, from the marja of the time, Allama Bahrul Uloom. The messenger said, Oh, scholar, the Allama, the marja, wishes not to have his lunch until you attend him now. He has a very important message for you. He said, what's happened? Must be so important that I need to go now. Can't wait for lunch to be completed. He goes to Allama Bahalum and he finds that Allama Bahalum was very upset. He said, your next door neighbor for weeks and weeks has been very hungry. And every time he would buy some rice and dates out of poverty from the shop, from the supermarket, it would be from credit, by debts. And the last few days, due to the increasing amount of debts with the market, with the shop, they have refused to do so. And immediately, what did Jawad Amani say? Jawad Amani say, he said, I had no idea that my neighbor's in such a position, such a state. Allah Mubarakum said, this is why I'm more upset from you. That you're unaware of the status of your own neighbor. The state of your own neighbor. So asking around, how is he? How is he coping? Does need any help? You're unaware of your own neighbor? He said, of course, if you were aware and you were disrespecting him, if you were aware and not taking care of him, that would have been double discontent. But the fact that you are unaware, here's some money, here's some food, here's something, go to your neighbor and provide for him. Be a source of help, be a source of aid. Help one another. A barakah, a blessing towards your neighbor. This is the etiquette that Islam has always recommended. Respect one another's rights. Be a source of joy, a brotherhood, friendship with one another. Within the parameters, the legal parameters, the Islamic rules, within the rights of one another. وَسِلْمٌ And the fourth, وَسِلْمٌ لِمَنْ خَالَطُوا A true follower is one who is at peace with others that they meet, others that they interact with. لِمَنْ خَالَطُوا Peace here does not just mean that I'm peaceful with them physically. I don't have any resting matches with them. I don't any, have any aggressive, violent behavior. But a true Muslim, the hadith states, مَنْ سَلِمَ النَّاسِ مِنْ لِسَانِهِ وَيَدِهِ A true Muslim is the one who people are at peace with from their tongue and from their hands. Many times our hands are at peace with one another. We don't, we're not violent, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But sometimes it's our tongue which is ferocious, our tongue which is abusive, our tongue which is hurtful and harmful. 
gossiping in the community, spreading rumors in the community for no reason. Spreading lies about one another. And hence, the holy messengers would remind us and the imams would remind us about this tongue. And beware. هَلْ يَكُبُّ النَّاسِ إِلَى النَّارِ إِلَّا is it not that many people enter hellfire out of result of what they say, out of result of their tongue? Or well, that man who came to Rasulullah said, Ya Rasulullah, ma min dhanbin adnabtu. All of the sins, many sins, indecent act, corrupt acts I've performed, but Ya Rasulullah, I wish to perform tawbah. I wish to come to the path of Allah. I wish to improve myself. Ya Rasulullah, give me some advice how I can no longer sin, no longer perform haram. I want to train myself. What shall I do? Rasulullah said, La takdab. Don't lie. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I've come from far, far. And all you respond to me, two words, La takdab. He said, Yes. Stop lying. That young man went home. And when he was going to be involved in all of the other sins that he was going to perform, every time he would remember this. Rasulullah told me, don't lie. Stop lying. Next week when I go to visit him, he'll ask me, how was your week? How was your week? If I tell him that it was fine, but I was stealing. I was gossiping. I was backbiting. Then I'll be embarrassed with myself. Why? Because I asked him that I want to stay away from sins and haram. And if I were to tell him it was fine. But I performed this, 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 that. Then I'll be going against what I asked him to do. And what he asked me to do. And stop lying. So by stopping from this act of lying, he stayed away from every other act of haram indecency. By stop lying. That's why Imam al-Askari states, is narrated to have said, that if all of the sins, all of the vice corrupt acts were in a house, miftahuhu al-kathib. The key of, to all the other sins was lying. So we need to be very careful how we use our, our tongue in our community. How we speak with one another. Alhamdulillah, nowadays some people, not only is their tongue which is rolling in indecent behavior, but sometimes it's what we type on these devices, on these social media you need to be extremely careful. You receive a video or a photo or a message. What right does it give you to share it to others? Maybe something which is complete lie, complete haram, completely private. We need to be careful, verify. That's why one needs to be extremely aware of their position. And how they use their hands and their tongue. They are at peace with everyone that they meet and interact with. 
إني سلم لمن سالمكم. When it comes to the Ahlul Bayt عليهم السلام, I wish to be with them, amongst them, at peace and loving with those who are at peace and loving with my Imams, with the Ahlul Bayt عليهم السلام. I wish to be a true follower of them. I wish to be resurrected. And I wish to be of those who the Imam of my times is full of honor and proud to have a true follower. Today, when the Imam sees my action, I want him to be pleased with my actions. And perform your deeds, actions. Allah sees your actions. The Holy Messenger sees your actions. The Imam of the time, the Mu'minun, the Imam of the Mu'mineen sees my actions. And my actions, I wish for it to be, please Allah and the Ahlul Bayt. And I wish for me to be of their true followers today, inshaAllah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Wa barik ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. اللهم اجعل محيانا محيا محمد وآل محمد ومماتنا مماتا محمد وآل محمد اللهم ارزقنا توفيق الطاعة وبعد المعصية والصدق النية for the thawab of all the marhumin mu'minin mu'minat ulama sulaha let's remember them with a surat al-mubarakat al-fatiha but before it a very loud salawat upon Muhammad and Ali Muhammad